0: game wrestling podcast filled with wrestling friendship and wrestling with friendship i am your host matt offering with me as always is the light of my life dark order remember chris hayner hi chris join the dark order matt join darkorder.com the light of your life <laughs> sorry my Aww. son and wife <laughs> i know man you're a family man but like look i get it i am pretty cool um, i have great hair I recently Mm -hmm. traveled to Las Vegas, Nevada. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm a cool, hip-happening dude. And I'm Nick Cage and the Family Man. I mean, that's just how it is. I've never seen that Nicolas Cage film. (laughs) Art. I'm sure it was art. Cinema. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed that um, episode of Chris and I drinking from earlier this week.
1: He had already just, been drinking. Just,
0: just the, the 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 slightly tipsy ramblings of two dudes who are afraid of what's about to happen to AEW, or not afraid. I don't know at this point. I yeah, I don't know. Like it's whatever. Like I'm do what, do whatever. We'll, we're gonna watch it. We're gonna see what's going on. That's I'm it. definitely. We're not the wrestling fans who are like, this is stupid. I'm not gonna watch it. And then you secretly watch it. I'm gonna say this is stupid, but I'll probably watch it because yeah, like. Yeah, I listen. I listened to the because I f- honestly forgot about all of it. I forgot that mm-hmm. I ranted so much about the founding of PWG. Yep. Um, uh, but like, I, I feel like we make it clear. It's like, listen, they're going to play cult of personality. We're going to freak out. It's going to be amazing. But like mm-hmm. what matters is what's going on one month later. That's true, but uh, that's not what we're talking about this week, Chris. It's SummerSlam week, Matt. We made it. SummerSlam week. It's the biggest party of the summer, and it's all going down inside of a stadium in Las Vegas that neither you will or I will be anywhere near. We uh, very much said we are not going. We were also denied (laughs) going. Just in general, we were we were told, uh, "No, you guys should not go." And then I thought about it and I go, oh, yeah, there is still That's probably, you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. Still virus out virus. And there. this was before the Delta variant like came in and ruined all of our lives. And now it's like, oh, what a, what great foresight everyone who's not us had to say <laughs> maybe this isn't a great idea because you and I are just like Chris and Matt can hang out in public together again. Finally, yeah, we could finally record an episode of Wrestle Buddies in the same room. What? <laughs> but like Cut to now, if we had agreed to go, mhm, and it was now, I would feel very weird about going. I would actually be canceling, I think, yeah, but also it's my buddy's baby shower this weekend, so I can't like I can't miss that. Are you saying it's almost as if this friend of yours is also the light of your life? No, it's just an old bandmate that I've been friends with for like twenty years, like I can't mm. miss like his baby. His, his wife's baby shower, you know, right. I was a groomsman at his wedding. Okay. I got very drunk at his wedding. Mm. I, speaking of, I went. Well, I was in Las Vegas this last week uh, for a wedding. My brother's yeah. wedding. My little brother's wedding. My oh. little brother got hitched. Um, and Friday night, I took him and his new wife out and we had some drinks. And I'll tell you what. it was nice. I found a Canadian bar. That served Ooh. Canadian beers on tap. Oh, did you get some of that Molson? I had some Molson Canadian. They had Labatt's Blue. They oh, had Labatt's. They had Le Fin Du Monde. Um, they did not have Alexander Keith's. Uh, the, I, the Canadian-based IPA I mentioned during our wine friendship episode. During the episode, we'll never do again. us drinking. Mm. I did finish the bottle of Undertaker wine while I was in Las Vegas. I took it with me. <laughs> I kept it in my hotel room because my hotel room like I stayed at a, a, a fairly nice hotel so I had like a fridge and whatnot in my hotel room so I kept it in there and uh, they took all the glassware out of the hotel room before I got there for some reason I'm assuming oh. that's maybe that's a COVID thing where they're like only using disposable cups and whatnot okay so I definitely drank Undertaker wine the, may, the way it was meant to be drank out of a paper coffee cup oh I'm a fancy 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 boy Speaking of fancy, we got a fancy SummerSlam episode. Uh, Chris, tell us what's coming up. Ooh, Matt. Well, first, you know what? Usually you start with an appetizer Mm -hmm. and then you get to the entree. We're giving you the entree up front and then we're going to hit you with some dessert. That's what we're doing this week. First up, Matt and I had the amazing, amazing honor of speaking with RAW Women's Champion Nikki A.S.H., which stands for Almost Superhero, uh, about winning the title, about be, like winning money in the bank in front of a crowd for the first time in a year, mm-hmm. about like going into SummerSlam, fighting Rhea Ripley and Charlotte to maintain that title. We hit so many topics. It was such a fun conversation. And honestly, Matt, I think the people are going to love it because like we loved Nikki Cross going in. Yes, we did. Coming out of this, I am a Nikki A.S.H. super fan. I feel like she's doing something that I wish WWE would do more, which is whether or not you like the superhero gimmick. Mm -hmm. She's reaching a new market with younger, uh, a younger demographic. I'm not saying that WWE should be only for the kiddies. I think you can have it be very broad. Uh, but you, you need younger viewers to make a new generation of fans for wrestling. You really, really do right now. Well, she's kind of emblematic of something WWE doing right now that I find really interesting that I've sort of been figuring out over the past uh, couple of weeks. She is, yes, hitting that younger audience while there are other parts of the product that are hitting a more mature audience. Like, uh, I don't know if you noticed this, Matt, since going back in front of the live crowd, there's been a bit more, uh, cursing language uh in there has been. Programming. There's been a little uh, bit more bill goldberg said the bs word i don't know if you heard that last night on raw oh let me tell you about raw watching raw last night um it was terrible <laughs> raw is uh been not great nikki ASH such as the only as a is the only thing that i'm really really digging on raw mm-hmm. like smackdown's another story if you see me tweeting on fridays it's mostly about how much i love what is happening with baron corbin i think it's complete genius yes um this is the best I've ever liked Baron Corbin. Yeah, it's so good. Everything on SmackDown is so good. Everything on Raw right now, not everything, almost everything on Raw is very, very rough. And um, you know what? We'll have, we'll, yeah, let's that's a different that, conversation Because we'll have a lot more to say about what's going on in SmackDown versus what's going on on Raw in our second segment tonight, which, or today, sorry, which will be, uh, we're going to, we're going to hit you some SummerSlam predictions. So after we talk to Nikki ASH about her upcoming SummerSlam match, we're gonna hit you with predictions for the entire dang show, because there are a lot of matches and we have many, many feels. And obviously guys, as you know, with predictions, that means it's the return of our sophisticated AI machine. The SmackDown Hacker. No, Prediction Bot 3000. Oh boy. SmackDown Hacker's still gone. We haven't seen him in for a long time. He'll be back. Anyway, uh, prepare yourselves and enjoy our interview with Nikki A.S.H., the Raw Women's Champion. And I think like the most bubbly and fun person we have talked to in a long time, forever. Nikki, how are you doing today?
1: I'm I'm doing very well. I'm on pretty much cloud nine from the last few weeks. And thanks for having me, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, things are going good. How are you guys?
0: Uh, fantastic. And uh, I, you, you mentioned the last few weeks. I'm just going to jump right to it. First of all, <laughs> Congratulations on winning Money in the Bank yes. and going on and becoming Raw Women's Champion. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, but,
1: thank you, thank you. But
0: for you, I, I want to go back to Money in the Bank. What's that moment like? You, you, you guys are finally back in front of a crowd. You're standing on top of the ladder with the briefcase in your hand, just surrounded by screaming fans after so long.
1: I burst out in tears on top of that ladder. So like, you know, I did the thing where I kind of scurried up everyone, like (laughs) superhero superhero powers, you know, scurrying up really quickly, grabbed the contract, got, you know, like celebrated up the ramp and climbed the ladder. And I'm just, I just remember looking out to the, the live crowd and looked at the contract, looked at the live crowd and on top of the ladder, legit, I was feeling on top of the world and, just like these happy tears and just thinking over the last 13 years for me and Mm -hmm. just this incredible journey which has been so i'm so grateful for everything and it's i just started you know these like happy tears and it was just like oh my goodness and then it just i can't describe the feeling it's amazing like it's i don't know i'm blown away and it's like and then the the next night it was like this and people were like oh those 40 48 hours must have been insane I was like those 24 hours <laughs> those 24 hours that <laughs> were um you know it was just it, you just it's such an inc- just to even just to win the money in the bank contract itself was such a huge achievement and a huge moment um, and then we followed up uh they followed up the next night on Monday Night Raw so
0: <laughs> how many people can say like in their careers they had like two huge landmark milestones within a 24-hour period like that's just got to be to you the most like how do you process all of that like amazement i guess
1: i'm not i'm not sure you do process it like i think you know i was really uh i was so as i said i was so blown away just the messages from everyone like i felt people who i hadn't seen in years people who i worked with in scotland all over the world uh it felt like so many people reached out to me, and it was such a humbling experience because you're like, whoa, whoa, like, oh man, like, oh, oh. It, it makes you feel very like it's, it's humbling, and then and then to be a part of that list, you know, it's a, to have those kind of landmark achievements side by side, and it's just, I don't think you process it like not in a not in a normal way, like you just take it and you just, and I just think of like, okay, who who helped me get here and I've got this I've got the most amazing family uh most amazing husband most amazing you know support group with my friends and I'm like and I think of my mentors over the years and I'm like there's so many people that helped me achieve this so I kind of feel like this is this is mine you know this is mine mm-hmm. like, a but I also I'm representing all the people that helped me along the way and I think that's just I don't think you've processed that I think you enjoy the ride, and you you take every second and you really appreciate every second. Um, I don't think you process it.
0: <laughs> you've, you've been undergoing this, this really fun character transformation as Nikki A.S.H. You're almost a superhero. We're rooting for you to get the full superhero status. What, what drove that for you and made you wanna explore this new side of your character?
1: I always loved superhero movies and TV shows. I was obsessed with the X-Men cartoon from the 90s. You know, da-na-na-na-na, uh, you know, I loved Jubilee and Rogue and Storm. You know, the the I love the X-Men, I love the Spider-Man cartoon. And, massive massive marvel and dc fan you know and all their movies and tv shows and you know jessica jones was another one uh the boys i love the boys you know so there's the boys was like you know that i absolutely i adore that show and i was like oh man so that's the boy that's okay how do we bring that into the 20 how do we bring that how do we bring that into 2021? How do we make it reliable for our WWE universe? How do we use this to connect with our younger fans? How do we use this to connect with our older fans? What can we do? Because that's what WWE does. It connects. Mm-hmm. It brings people together. When we when I go to our when our live events and families come and watch us, it's like we bring people together. And so do superheroes, you know, like you go to the cinema with your friends. You go watch to your friend's house and watch a, uh, you know a Marvel or a DC movie. How do we merge all of this? What do we do? How do we do it? And then it turned into this, this six month process where we're, we're we're you know we're creating something awesome, and it was amazing teamwork from so many different teams in WWE and myself, and it was this wonderful collaboration. And when it came to life, it was like so satisfying and fulfilling because I was like yes you know when I came up with that when you know when everything all came about and it was like I had a I had an artist draw up the cartoon I was like okay you know can, can we do this like draw Nikki Cross as a car as a cartoon superhero just to get the visual down and that was like a concept art and I commissioned the artist to do that you know so it was that and then it was like being, there's even Supergirl as well. Supergirl was another, you know, her message is like about hope and believing people can do better and be good. And there's a lot of tie-ins with Wonder Woman there as well. So I think that it was just the timing, you know, I just, Mm -hmm. the Royal Rumble was finished. That was January. So it was the day after Royal Rumble and it's just really, it was just a six month labor of love, this project of like love and everyone came together and we, I'm so proud of it.
0: Or, speaking of everybody who came together, were you able to get any superhero pointers from uh, the Hurricane?
1: Hurricane's been amazing. Like, I want, you know, I really want everyone to know that. Like, I want everyone to know, like, the Hurricane has been so supportive. And absolutely, and I've told this to, told this to Shane Helms a bunch. Um, you know, I want everyone to know, like, how awesome he has been to me. Um, just in terms of, you know, I've picked his brain, he's gave me advice, he's given me support. When I won the Raw Women's Championship, when I debuted the character, he was one of the first people I saw in Gorilla, um, you know, waiting there with, with a big hug, you know, so hopefully I'm making him proud. Um, and I just, I want people to know how incredible he's been.
0: I, mean, I think you are, because like I, I follow him on Twitter, a lot of us follow him on Twitter, and he just seems to be such a great cheerleader for you and just for wrestling in general, which is, uh, I guess great during kind of a downtime in the world.
1: He, he's always the guy to like, you know, try and make you laugh. And he always, <laughs> the, 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 you know, the, the, he always tries to make people laugh. And he's so positive. And he always is very down to earth as well. So, like, you know, it's just, it's been great to not just pick his brain about the superhero character, almost a superhero character, and um, just about the wrestling industry. And, you know, and I think that those lessons carry over to life as well. Um, you know, so I just, I'm very um, I'm very fortunate to have him in my corner.
0: Well, now looking ahead, obviously we have SummerSlam and you have for an almost superhero, a, a pretty big challenge ahead of you. Uh, as you're looking at like, obviously you've, we, you've now faced and beat Charlotte in a very, just a wicked, wicked match on Raw. Rhea Rhea Ripley is someone like Rhea Ripley is another formidable foe as you're going into this match is of the two of them who do you think is the bigger challenge
1: the both of like you know you've said that the both of them you know they're both the you know they're both um they're both formidable they're both powerful I'm going into this match as I'm the Raw Women's Champion and I'm also going in as the underdog because I'm the smaller competitor so I'm going to be using so many like other techniques because I I can't, you know, I can't rely on their power, even mm-hmm. though I'm like, you know, strong and always in my gym doing superhero training. They are both powerful, formidable women. So I need to rely more on speed and agility and, you know, pinning combinations like, you know, Black Widow's busting out or, you know, Rogue from X-Men. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, um, it's, it, they're both, this is the biggest challenge I'm going to face in my career. This is the biggest challenge um, so far of being the Raw Women's Champion and both of them are formidable. And I think that people are in for a treat at SummerSlam because I will, I have every intention of walking out of SummerSlam as the Raw Women's Champion still. And I have a lot, I'm really proud to defend my championship at such a big stage. It's the biggest party of the summer, you know, the the biggest party of the year. So I'm excited. I have butterflies, um, pardon the pun. Um, (laughs) I just, let's see, let's go. We've got a triple threat match. and I think the, the fans will be, I think the, I think it's a great match for the fans too. And for me.
0: I was gonna say, if you uh, successfully defend the title at SummerSlam, do you think at that point you would level up and become Nikki total superhero?
1: So that mm. the, almost superhero, what it comes from is when you think of Captain America, when you think of Steve Rogers, okay? So before he got the super serum, he already had the heart of a superhero. He would stand up to the bullies, he would stand up for himself. He could do this all day, you know. Black Widow didn't have any powers, but she was the best trained fighter in the world. You know, uh, some of the superheroes have like special rings or, you know, magic cape or, you know, the, the whole idea with being almost a superhero is like, I don't have any special powers, you know, I don't have super serum but it's the moral compass, okay? Because that's what really separates a supervillain from a superhero. It's that moral compass. So for me, I've got all the drive and the hope and the persistence and the love of a superhero like Wonder Woman or Captain Marvel, but I just don't, you know, I'm not going to have any super serum or magical superpowers. So to me, it's the the emotion of it. It's the heart of it. That's what makes it almost a superhero because, you know, I'm not going to have a super serum, you know, but it's, it's, That to me, that's what almost a superhero, that's what it means. You know, it's, I have all the same qualities and values. I just don't have the, the, I'm not able to fly basically. Although if you watch- I mean
0: but fingers crossed like <laughs> I would love to be able to fly. You
1: know if you watch me on Monday Night Raw I, I've shown that I can fly for at least one or two seconds. <laughs> <the> big <laughs> That the counts.
0: I think you that know, absolutely I, counts. That
1: counts. But to me that's what almost a superhero means like it's 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 more about having the same qualities as a Captain America having the same values as Wonder Woman. I just don't have their superpowers.
0: That, that that I mean that make, that makes perfect sense to me.
1: <laughs>
0: well, then looking beyond SummerSlam, obviously the landscape of women's wrestling in WWE is it's mind blowing. There are so like it's such a it's such a packed roster of incredibly talented people. Now that you are the raw women's champion, you are essentially the person at the top of that mountain. Who else are you who else are you looking forward to meeting in the ring?
1: To, to everything you just said, we have such an amazing women's division, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK. So for me, like as a defending champion, as a defending almost superhero, I want to defend against everyone. And there's so many matches that excite me. Like, for instance, one of my favorite matches of my career was a match, was a live event with Tamina. In San Diego, you know, mm-hmm. it was a large event, it was one of my favorite matches of my career. So, I would love to mix it up with Tamina, I would love to mix it up with competitors like Mia Yim. I would love to compete against, you know, you've got Naomi, you've got Liv Morgan, you've got Shayna Baszler, naya Jax. You've got because every hero needs a villain, so someone like mm-hmm. Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax is perfect. You've got a story there with Alexa Bliss, my former tag team partner, you've got Eva Marine Drop. You know, Dewdrop is someone, you, we went to the same wrestling school in Scotland. You know, we oh, both, wow. we both started like within a couple of weeks apart. So we both had this 13 year journey and our journeys have been very different, but we've both ended up on WWE Monday Night Raw. So that's so, so cool to me. And it's like, okay. And then you've got the X Factor of Eva Marie. So it's like, oh, let's do this, you know, like <laughs> that. So those, not to give you the cop-out answer, not give you one definitive answer, there's just there's so many, and then you've got Becky Lynch, you know, like oh that, man, that's another match which like I'm like I would embrace and welcome that challenge, you know, and I I think that we're in for an exciting ride, and we just need to buckle up.
0: I I do want to say thank you for shouting out Tamina. I love Tamina so much and have for so long, and to see her like now getting that chance to shine, like as the as a women's tag team champion, like. Oh my gosh, it's it's exciting to watch people, especially newer fans, get exposed to who Tamina is and what Tamina can do in the ring. Like, oh, it's just such a joy to watch.
1: I agree. Like her and Natalia, they are amazing WWE Women's Tag Team division. And I think because of my, you know, I'm a former two-time Women's Tag Team champion with Alexa, you know, for me, like, I really, I... Uh, I have a special place in my heart for those tag team championships because um, they meant so much to my career. So for me, like seeing the way Nat, Natalia and Tamina like they represent that division, that the division so perfectly, and they're amazing competitors. And I am so happy for for them. Um, so happy. So it's it's great. Awesome.
0: Throughout <laughs> your your career within WWE, you know you were teamed with Alexa Bliss, you're doing Nikki A.S.H. now, Uh, you were in Sanity. For you, uh, you have played a a variety of different characters. Um, What's been the most fun for you?
1: I think we're representing so much with the Nikki A.S.H. character and what we're doing, I think it's important. Um, I really think it's important and that's been really fun to play. And I think I loved how It caught people off guard and it surprised people. And I'm, but and then the Nikki Sanity character did the exact same because on the independence scene, it was a you know, Nikki, you know, I was like almost like a super villain on the independence. I had a microphone (laughs) and I was just this really loud mouthed, deluded, um, funny character on the independence scene. Go to WWE and I'm Nikki Sanity. We're a little bit chaotic a little bit unpredictable wild and that that was so much fun and getting to work with sanity my you know my husband with my best friend like someone who's been you know mentor to me and like uh, an uncle you know with, with um with eric young and alexander wolf and and my husband killian Day and damo Day Maco. it's like so for me like i was so lucky and fortunate to be able to learn from those guys and I'm so grateful, and that was so much fun because it was like this dysfunctional, wild family running <laughs> rocket in NXT, and it was really fun. With Nikki A.S.H., I think it was really, really, really important what we're doing, Um, and I'm able to be like, you know, embrace my love of superhero movies and TV shows and kind of mix that with my love of wrestling and my love for the WWE fans, and I get to mix all of that together, so that, you know, it's... And, but then I think that the team with Alexa Bliss, that was a fun dynamic of me being, you know, this wild, like the little ball of energy and Alexa's <laughs> so calm and collected. And you've got these polar opposites who are similar in some ways with in terms of, you know, uh, just wanting, you know, wanting the best stories and, um, you know, putting out the best performances um, so I think, you know, we had a lot in common, and, but we were also opposites attract and the kind of oddball tag team. Um, so I think like the, 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 all the stages and all the layers of Nikki over the last five years has been really fun. Um, and it's, it's, it's hard to kind of pinpoint one, but I, I think what we're doing right now and the message that we're sending to people about being good to one another and picking yourself up if you fall down. Um, and just, you know, you always try and keep believing in yourself and believe in your power. Like, I think that's a really, really important message. So I think what I'm doing right now is probably like, this is probably the most satisfied and most fulfilled. But it's it's been an incredible ride for all those reasons that I've just said. <laughs>
0: Uh, well, thank you, Nikki, so much for talking to us. Uh, we are very excited for your match at SummerSlam against Rhea Ripley and Charlotte on August 21st. And on we think Becoming. you're going to win. I think you're going to win. I want you to win. Almost
1: support, people. Yeah.
0: Who roots against the hero? Like, I know, <laughs> but you don't root against the hero unless you're a crazy person. <laughs> like,
1: no. I appreciate yeah. your guys' support, and I hope to do you both proud in my triple threat match at SummerSlam.
0: Thank you, Nikki AASH, for coming on the show, talking to us. Um, she had a green screen behind her, which a part of me is like, oh, man, can you get closer to the green screen? So I can like put you in space or something. Ooh. <laughs> but she did have the Raw Women's Championship with her. Uh, she was out of. Listen, we don't want to blow up her spot. Yeah, she was not in her superhero costume. So we saw her I was so confused identity. for a second. <laughs> she did tell she did offer to go put the mask on for us but we were fine without it i think i think we're fine listen i love i love when we do interviews and the wrestler is like super duper into character depending hey, on dalton the character. castle hey Castle. dalton castle oh you are a wonderful Dalton person. castle remains my favorite human being maybe ever because of that interview uh but I, I I like talking to like the real people behind that, because like there are a lot of feelings and emotions that go into wrestling that maybe that character can't talk about. I mean, like Nikki had a insane 24 hour period of like winning money in the bank and then cashing in the next night. Like that is crazy. I want to know like how she feels about that. Not Nikki A.S.H., the almost superhero, but, you know, the person behind the mask. Yeah, you know. don't don't reveal her identity. Anyway, uh, let's move on. It is time to talk about SummerSlam. Ladies and gentlemen, SummerSlam is happening on a Saturday. First off, what? Weird. Weird. It's weird. weird I don't weird. like it. I don't like it. Uh, weird. Saturday is for my family and friends, and I am missing um, my Saturday night. <laughs> I mean, if it's for your family and your friends and you're hanging out with the light of your life, I That's think true. we're doing okay. You're the light of my life. <laughs> i light up your life I... uh disclaimer at this point in time smackdown has not aired obviously it's true which means there could still because, be because you're listening to this before friday so of course yeah, it hasn't aired it's true uh but we have a up-to-date match card as of august 17th we'll be going through 10 of the matches here Ooh. and let's just get right into it uh recently booked aj styles and omos Defending their raw raw tag team championships against RK Bro. I'm sorry, AJ Styles and who? Omos. Who's who's that? Amos. Almos. Who? I don't know who you're talking about. Tall man. Omos? Are you talking about Omas? God, I'm so bad at that every time. I phonetically try to pronounce it every single time. And I just I cannot get it in my head that's Omas. It's okay. Half of the people on WWE programming also seem to forget it to the point where like maybe it's not Omos and it is Omos and like ever, who knows. He doesn't ever say his name. My son can't pronounce AJ Styles name. He calls him AJ Smiles, which I will not correct. I mean, that should be his name. He does. He never smiles anymore, though. It's true. Anyway, um, if you caught Raw on the 16th We're of sorry. August, yeah, sorry, um, it opened up with a long segment about Randy Orton and Matt Riddle and then AJ Styles and Omas, and then that uh, episode closed with them fighting each other. And I'm just Matt. I don't care. Here's the thing about RK bro. When Randy Orton returned last week from vacation or whatever he's been doing for the past month or two growing facial hair yeah growing a sick mustache mm-hmm. um he's he he told riddle like, look, RK bro was a great team, and I was like, What are you talking about? <laughs> no, it wasn't it RK bro wasn't a team. you guys tagged a few times, and you didn't RKO him in that moment. that was it that's yeah. it ArK there like look realistically, RK bro is probably going to win this match. I so they don't gonna have it on a real tag team. Well, they're I guess not a, a real tag I, team, but I mean, I guess a real tag I mean, it's more of a real tag team than AJ Styles and Omas. I would highly disagree at this point. AJ Styles and Omas have been working together for months now. Yeah, yeah, RK Bro, RK Bro just have a stupid name that Matt, that Matt Riddle won't stop saying. Like, I don't think RK Bro is entertaining, but also, this goes to sort of a deeper thing Randy Orton is so stale yes i thought like i dying for him to go away for a couple months and come back with something newer than a mustache like change something about your character i will i'll admit this randy orton i i am not a fan whatever whatsoever um great technician in the ring for wwe wrestler and also like good on a mic i mean he's not interesting to me but like he can, paper, give a, he can give a great promo, and he can pro, wrestle yeah. a really good match. But like the character is old. Yes, very. It fair. has never changed. But he hears voices in his head. They talk to him. And uh, I guess Matt Riddle is over with the audience, which I thought he would not be when the live audience comes back because it's a <laughs> dumb gimmick. It's just him, which I and I didn't like him in like an yeah. MMA. So, I do not enjoy uh boo i I do not enjoy that riddle whatever I, I, they're gonna win it like maybe it'll maybe they'll have to work with a regular tag team the the tag division on raw is so sad, but like the tag division in wwe is so sad at this point i don't know the usos the mysterios the new okay, day cool. there's exactly two teams Three. on SmackDown. i said i said the new Days well. the new day is on raw and they're not oh i am terrible at... and they're not booked on the pay-per-view at all like what's going on send the new day back to smackdown for crying out loud Anyways, I'm I'm just gonna say RK Bro wins. I I don't have me too. A I don't have in anything invested in either of these teams, and I don't care. Yeah, uh, prediction about three thousand. What are your thoughts on this?
2: I love RK Bro. They oh, will win. God.
0: Oh, that's it. He Why loves, does he love them? He loves RK Bro. Nobody sorry, loves it. RK Bro. It loves RK Bro. They're gonna win. Nobody loves RK Bro. Anyway, moving on. Alexa Bliss versus Eva Marie. Alexa uh, Bliss. <laughs> Next. Here's the thing. Where you, whereas you are a huge, I I, I too have a Becky Lynch super fan. I love Becky Lynch. Your love of Becky Lynch is on a whole other level than mine, though, I feel. Okay. That is how I feel about Alexa Bliss. I have been okay. so super pro Alexa Bliss since she debuted in NXT, talking about like, like sparkles and fairy dust and magic and pixies. Like I was like, I found that character very engaging because she is a very, very small person, but like she fights like a big person. Yes. She's very, she's, she's very short. I think she's, I think she said she's five feet tall because her thing, whole thing was five feet of fury. Yes. But like she fights with, uh, the presence of like a seven foot tall human being. Yeah. She comes for you and she doesn't care and she will destroy you. I love Alexa bliss. I'm ready for this whole no longer Bray Wyatt thing to sort of start phasing out. She can still keep like a more gothy look and edge to her character. But like the Alexis playground thing, the the doll Lily like that. None of that really does it for me. I was going to say it did something for me when there was the idea that Bray Wyatt could come back I and mean, we could see Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss together. That's why I thought it worked for that time being. But when Bray Wyatt was off TV for so long, I was like, this isn't working for me because there's right. no attachment to... It just becomes super derivative at that point. No offense to Alexa, she did an amazing job with what she had been given, mm-hmm. but it just wasn't working for me at that point. Yeah, it's it run its course. It's run its course. Yeah, And we we, we don't need it. Um, I'm also Alexa Bliss on this. I I know Eva Marie's getting a big push, but it doesn't make is sense she, to I feel she, like she was getting a huge push when it they were like, the evolution is coming. And I was like, oh, gag me with a spoon. Um, but like since she's come back, I feel like it's been so lackluster that like it, it's been lackluster in only the way Eva Marie's stuff can be. Well, we can't bury Alexa Bliss any more than she's already been kind of buried the past month. So <sighs> Also, dewdrop will probably be involved, but like I, so, yeah. Anyway, prediction about three thousand. What do you think? All red, everything. Even Marie for life. Her, all red, everything. She doesn't her hair's not even red anymore? That doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't at all. I'm. You know what? I'm so Hold sick on. of. Pre- what? Dude, prediction about? Do you even pay attention? All pink, everything. Okay. Even Marie for life. That doesn't. All pink, everything doesn't have the same flow as all red everything i hate you prediction bot all right here we go uh, battle of the former three man band members drew mcintyre versus jinder mahal matt i noticed a typo in your mat you're listening for this match it is jinder mahal versus drew mcintyre and his murder sword angela <laughs> <laughs> this i okay i know When Drew wouldn't stop feuding with Bobby Lashley, I was like, Drew has gotten stale and boring. He needs to, like, move away from the world title picture and change something about his character. I did not mean he should start threatening to murder everyone with a giant sword. No, that is not what I meant. It is stupid. It is not believable. Also, he now he does the thing where he walks out. He drops the sword in the stone and all the fire explodes. And then he just takes the sword back out to walk to the ring with it. It's dumb it's dumb i hate it i hate it matt i think it's stupid i i hate it and, uh chris i understand that um i'm excited you love it don't you you love the sword thing don't you no not at all i actually don't like it okay um, i'm excited that it's like it's two guys who were in three-man band 3mb who uh-huh. got let go from wwe and then they came back super muscly <laughs> And the one and the one guy who is no longer with WWE from Three Man Band is the one who survived that round of firings, but now is no longer. <laughs> they should bring in Heath Slater to be the referee of this match, and he should also be super muscly. Also, who are who are who are uh, who who are uh, Jinder Mahal's seconds in this match? Is it Shanky and. I forget the I forget the other guys. I do not know their names, but they survived the uh, the round of firings recently. Those are some those are here's the thing. Those are some Jack dudes. Jinder Mahal is a Jack, dude. I would love I would love to see them spotlighted in a way that doesn't make them look stupid. This makes them look stupid. They're just fighting a man with a sword. I'm also, bit, also I'm not okay. done yet. Also, okay, okay it okay. makes Drew McIntyre look weak and silly that, like, the only way he could defend himself is with a giant sword that we know he's not going to use because that would literally be murder. Like he he was holding it up as if he was going to run Jinder Mahal through with the sword on live television. He was going to murder this man. I hate when WWE does this stuff where it's like. There, there's, a, there's a level of suspension of disbelief like when Sting shows up with a bat and he swings sure, yeah, the bat yeah. at you or when Triple H has the sledgehammer but he doesn't swing it like a sledgehammer instead he, no, he just puts his uh, arm over it and like nudges you with it because it looks painful this is a sword for crying out loud it has one purpose to stab you to death Brian Pillman has a gun in his house will he use it oh god I hate it so much and I'm yeah, sure I, do, I don't away. like it when it's a weapon that you can't really show being used as a weapon on TV. Like Scott Hall in a, in a, in a cattle prod was about as far as you can go with that, because I think mm-hmm. that was a real cattle prod. Was it or what it, it did? Electric, not electrocute. I that means no death. Idea. It did shock people. I have. No anyway, idea. I'm going Jinder Mahal because, guys, I like Jinder Mahal. Don't hinder Jinder. No, nope. uh, Chris, who are you going with? Uh, oh, God. Drew McIntyre, I guess. All right, I, Again, I don't care. This, this, yeah, this I don't feud care. is stupid. Like, give, make feuds worth three matches deep now, and it's three feuds I don't care about, even though one of those feuds has AJ Styles, one of the greatest wrestlers in the business today, and one of these feuds has Alexa Bliss, who is incredible. Yeah. Uh, Prediction about 3,000. What are you at?
2: A wise man once said you cannot hinder the Jinder. Because of this, Jinder Mahal will win. In a perfect world, this match would end with the return of Heath Slater, who also got all the muscle during his absence from WWE. Slater would take out his air guitar and bash it over Mahal and McIntyre's heads. Slater will then reveal his new three-man band. Joining him will be Cameron Grimes and Kashida.
0: Wow, that's that's like some really solid, like raw writing right there. Okay, he's going to hit them with his air guitar. Yeah, that's some DDT type stuff. And then Kushida and Cameron Grimes are going to join his new three man band. Yeah, Chris, are you into this? Because this is awesome. This sounds pretty good. Uh, I don't like that. Prediction Bot refers to him as Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal. It sounds a little raunchy. I don't sounds like it. Sounds kind of gross, but whatever. Um, uh, Moving on. Here we go. Another Raw match. Oh, God. I just want to get through these Raw matches. We're getting there. Hold on. Wait. Where are... Oh, you know what? This is the one I'm kind of looking forward to. Go for Sheamus it. Sheamus and Damian Priest for the United States Championship. Uh, it, This is actually... Uh, broken. What was what do they call it? Smoke and Mirrors? Cody Rhodes' version of Sheamus? yes because he has the mask over his face yeah i love that (laughs) i love that sheamus's gimmick has just become like what else can i wear (laughs) this week i got a hat and a coat he's got the hat the coat like the, the 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 white tank top now he's got the facial appliance the undertaker mask cody rhodes mask thing for his broken face i guess he can like honestly he's i've said this before and i'll say it again he looks like a background player in snatch chris i'm going to admit something before Uh the mask i thought seamus looked pretty cool with the hat and the jacket (laughs) (laughs) matt same okay, i, w- no, <laughs> I wish he didn't just wear it backstage but like that was also his ring attire because mm-hmm. when he comes to the ring for a match he's just wearing regular trunks and his big dumb necklace and everything and it's not that entertaining to me no, like, that's- i I love backstage seamus with the fedora and the big gigantic coat they were filming that in florida do you know how hot it must have been in yeah. that <laughs> coat Good Uh, because he gets in the ring and it's just 2009 Sheamus again, yeah, 2012 or whatever. At least when he had the mohawk and everything, it was a bit different. Like, that was cool. I miss Mohawk Sheamus, if I'm being honest with you. Or listen, he's in the bar, he had a different outfit, yeah, lots of kilts, lots of camouflage kilts in the bar. Um, I, yeah, I wish, I wish he would do the whole jacket, pants, fedora thing on en route to the ring. Um, I'm glad they're doing something with Damien Priest. Mhm. I hate that he is still somehow tied to the Miz and Morrison. Why can't that end? I mean for Bad Bunny it ended months ago. I know. Remember Bad Bunny? That was great. Love yeah. Bad Bunny. Why can't the Miz and Morrison feud so they can do their own thing on the side and then Damien Priest cannot be involved in any sort of way. I think Damien Priest should have left to go on tour with Bad Bunny instead of sticking around Same to continue here. to fight the Miz and Morrison. Uh, I guess I'll just uh, go. Also, and- also, like I I I know that, like there's been like rumors that like the Miz is legit injured. I don't. he He's kind of back now. Um, I miss him on his own. I think. I, I understand he's having a good time with John Morrison, mm-hmm. but like it is in my mind decreased his stock as a draw so much. I mean, to me, the, the Mrs. Height for me is when he was intercontinental champion. Um, I think that he also had like Bo Dallas and Kurt hang with him at that time too. They were the Miztourage. Miz-tourage. Um, But even before that, as a, like he, he made he me was, really love. He the was inter- WWE champion defended successfully at the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah, that was the Miz did that. He beat John Cena in the main event of WrestleMania. I know some people are going to say, and I would also mildly agree with you on this. uh, Not you, Chris, but other people that he'd also be at his height with Damian Sandow or Damian Mizdow, which Mm. was brilliant at the time. I love that. But that's Damian Sandow's height to me. Like the Miz's height is really when he was like he made the IC championship like worth something. I took uh, GameSpot's Michael Rougeau to his very first wrestling show. And it was a WWE holiday house show at the Staples Center. And uh, it was during the Mizdow era. Mm -hmm. And Mike was blown away. Like this guy was just doing all the moves outside the (laughs) ring. I was like, I know wrestling is good. (laughs) Like wrestling can be bad, but like it's also so good in the weirdest ways. Um, Anyway, I'm going to say Damien Priest, whatever. I want to go Priest. I think Seamus is going to pull this out. Uh, Prediction about 3000. In a brutal
2: battle between Seamus and Damien punishment, Martin is Priest. Seamus is about to give Priest a broke kick and he screams to the fans. Fella, however, as he goes to kick Priest... Both men realize they have a lot more in common with each other and decide talking out their problems is a better way to settle their differences. Additionally, she must vacate the title in order to become Priest's Mentor.
0: How wild would that be if like... No, that's right not going to happen. I know, but like right at the beginning of the match, <laughs> of this match, they've been like hyping up. They're like, wait a minute we shouldn't be fighting and they just walk out together. <laughs> I would like to thank prediction bot for reminding me that I have not, uh, speaking of Damien by his proper name, which is Damien, the punishment priest Martinez. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know what? I'm changing my, I, you know, you know what prediction bot convinced me. I am changing my prediction. Damien, the punishment priest Martinez is going to win the United States championship. Wonderful. And I don't know what's going to happen from there uh next up is edge versus seth rollins uh yes i'm saying this on a downer but like i'm pumped for this match edge's return has been fantastic i love watching him Mm -hmm. seth rollins i've always been a huge fan not always i've been a huge fan of him for a long time his character is kind of in a weird place but i really like the kind of back and forth these guys are having and it's it's gonna be a really good match yo matt do you love that seth rollins drip though seth Rollins loves to talk about his drip I don't, is that, is that what swag is now? Is no, drip that's s- like, no, his drip is like his wardrobe. Oh. Because he is very over the top, super extravagant, super expensive. I do, I do clothing. love his, his drip. It's, it's great. Like, I like, I grew a bit tired of Seth Rollins Messiah character after a while. That's because it, it, and people kept getting fired and it had no direction. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it was because it could have been great. It could have been great uh the whole thing with him and murphy was really good yes uh and then he oh was it also like what are the ghost guys called wrestlers no the two dudes from nxt that were the tag team with Paul. jackson ellering. Riker. no oh what? oh oh um um uh, authors of pain yeah they were a part of it for a while that was cool remember and then when, when they t- were in wwe <laughs> i sure do so it was paul ellering uh but then it all fell apart um yes I like what's going on now. I like over the top, utterly ridiculous savior, Seth Rollins in his stupid suits that are just perfect. Yeah, Uh, I love that. Like he's going at like he hates Edge. Like that makes sense to me. Edge came back after a decade away and is stealing what he thinks is his spotlight. Of Mm -hmm. course he's upset. Um, so I'm there, and like these two, these two can wrestle like crazy. So like I'm very much looking forward to this match. Uh, Who are you calling it for? I want to call it for Edge, but I think the wise choice is Seth Rollins. So I'm going to go with Seth, especially for this is the first of what I assume will be a few matchups. Leading up to Survivor Series, I'd say. Ooh, ooh, where they they lead Team Rollins and Team Edge in a five on five, maybe. Oh, man, I'm going Seth Rollins on this. Uh, Seth Rollins needs a big like a high profile win. Mm. Um. And I think this is Good definitely going to be for him. Um, and as always, Prediction Bot, what do you got?
2: On this day, I see clearly. Oh God. Everything has come to life. A place on? in a broken dream. And we leave it all behind. On this day, it's so real to me. Okay. Everything has come to life. Another chance to chase a dream.
0: Another chance to feel. Chance to feel alive. <laughs> it's like poetry, man. Thank it's you just, for it's, No, those that's just the lyrics to Edge's theme song. You didn't actually oh, you mean, say I, 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 anything. Come on, put some put, put some respect on that. It's Metalingus by Alterbridge oh, I'm so sorry that I didn't say Metalingus. The best but also grossest name for a song. <laughs> uh, you think you know me? So so I hope next month for the next Edge match, he does the, ro- the lyrics to Z- Edge's Rob Z- Zombie song, "Ma Durango, '95." <laughs> <door 195. laughs> oh. think, think about this, Matt. Once upon a time, we lived in a society where Edge came to the ring to a song by Rob Zombie, where he sings about driving a Dodge Durango. What a what a, <laughs> what, a what a world! That's so stupid. Uh, Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Women's championship. I will say um, I'm not as into this story as I was WrestleMania, but I am excited to see the match again because it's going to be a banger. And Sasha Banks is clearly a heel now, as opposed to being like mild heel. Oh, we got the finger point. This is why I am very into this. Sasha has gone hard, hard heel. And I love it Uh, because like, honestly, that's the best role for Sasha to be in. She's yes. fantastic as a heel. She's one of the best heels in WWE. Full stop. So, like, I, I am, I am ready for this match. they just like, uh, just like Bianca Sasha won. This is going to be in a packed stadium. No, in fact, th- this is like this might even have more people than Mania because Mania think had uh, socially distant seating. And this is not a nuts. stadium with none of that. Yeah, this is a stadium in Nevada where there are no rules about anything. And you think about Ever. this match. Like, I will say this: uh, you will be required to wear masks indoors. Yeah. So keep keep an eye out for how many people are just bucking the rules uh, during a global pandemic. A lot. Um, I, I do want to say this: so Sasha Banks clearly a heel here. Bianca Belair could not be more babyface, which I love because she pulls off baby face so well because she's like legit tough in the ring. She's legit so, tough in the ring, but her character is just that of pure joy and happiness. And excitement. it's like an old school Bailey. Yeah. Like I, I, I believe they refer to that in uh, other eras as a, just a, a solid white meat baby face. Yes. Like, you are just joy, happiness. You're excited to be there. You're excited to perform for the fans. You're excited for your journey. And she's and her journey is incredible. She's reached the top of the mountain. She's been women's champion for over 100 days. And she's crushing it. And also, she's one of the best women's wrestlers in WWE. No, I'll take that back. She's one of the best wrestlers in WWE, period. She is definitely up there on my list. Um, I'm going to man picking the winner for this match is kind of tough because like I feel like if you pick Bianca it ends the Sasha Banks storyline and I can see this continuing however I don't want the belt off of Bianca yet so I feel it's going to go um disqualification or uh, something's going to happen that gives Sasha Banks the win but she does not get the title and we will get a uh, rubber match I think it is going to I think Bianca is going to win and they'll go next to a uh, Bianca, Sasha and one or two other people sort of dance. Prediction about what do you got?
2: I'm feeling a real sense of deja vu here, much like the deja vu I feel when I think about Colin Firth shirtless. Oh God. Now. Anyway, Bianca yeah. Bill will retain her title. And Sasha Banks will lose her title of the boss and become mid-level management. Sasha Banks. Technically, she's still a boss, but it's still a demotion.
0: Okay. Mid level management, Sasha Banks. I don't think he understands Sasha Banks's character at all. You okay, Chris? Meow. You look confused. Meow. He said, <laughs> "I didn't say meow after talking about Colin Firth." <laughs> when he starts talking about when. When prediction about starts talking about colin firth i tune out yeah because like i've heard it i've heard it so many times we get it we get it you're attracted I mean, to colin firth you want you want to date colin firth we get it
1: At least i don't know if you want to date him
0: as much as you just want to ogle him while he's shirtless which is we're, we're past the point where prediction about is talking about colin firth shirtless constantly so like we've made progress is that what you call this progress yeah wow the usos versus ray and dominic mysterio smackdown tag team championships meow mm-hmm. uh i love everything about this uh i don't think chris will agree with me i, I mean I always, the usos are great i Why? love the mysterios i just I, I you know family tag team action who doesn't want to see that uh i i'm still i'm stoked for this match i think it's gonna be a lot of fun um i here's what here's what i would like to see yeah i would like to see the Mysterios regain the titles when jay turns on jimmy oh we have been waiting for that for so long haven't yeah. we yeah let's do it man let's do it in front of a crowd little and plus that sets jimmy up to be like a super sympathetic baby face yep and also, like, because it feels like a very big downshift for Jey Uso in the last couple months as he's just kind of slid back into tag team mode when he'd been building a solid singles run. Mm-hmm. And when was the last time the Usos were technically like baby face? I feel like it's when they were still like very, when they're still wearing face paint and whatnot. Face paint. I mean, there were moments when they were just, like the Uso Penitentiary where like they were face, but they were heel characters that the, the fans just turned on. You know, yeah. like that that wasn't really face to me absolutely i agree um anyway i'm i want oh man i want the usos to win so bad but i like the idea of jay turning on jimmy so i'm gonna go i'm going mysterios and i'm hoping my fingers are crossed that they come through that stupid portal again through the portal, and also uh Ray has to be riding on Dominic's back. That's the only way I'll accept them as a tag team. Here's what I would like. Remember the old Rey Mysterio entrance where he shot up out of the ground? Oh, yeah. Buyaka, Buyaka. Yeah, I want them to put Dominic on that with Rey on his back and shoot them both <laughs> up out of the ground simultaneously. <laughs> oh, uh, let us go to Prediction Bot, see what Prediction Bot has to say. The Usos will
2: become Dominic Guerrero's father. He will be Dominic Uso Guerrero Mysterio
0: apparently prediction bot thinks this is a match for um for dominic mysterio to be their father to be dominic mysterio's father does he know that dominic's an adult now (laughs) i don't know prediction prediction bot how how old do you think dominic mysterio is seven (laughs) okay Maybe I think predict, that's maybe, younger than he was during the match, the letter match with A. It's Grew. entirely possible Prediction Bot listened a little too carefully to our Sandy comic Con action figure episode. Because <laughs> didn't they reveal that like they're releasing a tiny rain yes. like, Dominic Mysterio Guerrero figure that we're both gonna get? Oh yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, as a follow-up on that episode before we move on, yeah. I definitely backed the new generation arena for way yeah, too much I'm money. a little jealous. Oh, I'm gonna get that sweet, sweet macho man, doink a kevin nash thing that i'm gonna try to flip on the internet because i don't want it
1: no offense um, to big
0: sexy cool big daddy cool big sexy whatever his name I'm, is i'm jealous and i don't want to hear about it <laughs> i called him big sexy cool i just want to yeah you called uh, it TLC. that's, TLC's that's, that's kevin crazy nash. sexy cool big sexy cool kevin nash don't go chasing diesel gas faults Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg. A match uh, that has boring raw match match all over it. You're right, Matt. It is a match. Um, (sighs) I mean, I'm assuming I'm assuming uh, I'm assuming Lashley's going to win. Goldberg's not sticking around. (laughs) Come on. No more part timers except for John Cena. I'll take John Cena. Um, John Cena shows up every week for months on end. And also John Cena is fun to watch wrestle yeah Goldberg it, it's not he's not he was fun in WCW because he had the streak but his matches never lasted more than a couple of minutes um the streak is what you know made Goldberg a lot of fun and I do like Goldberg I just don't like him now I don't I don't want us to constantly pay homage to the Attitude Era because the Attitude Era is as I mentioned last week or earlier this week we're, we're three eras beyond the Attitude Era at this point mm-hmm. anyway Bobby Lashley and prediction oh you're sorry chris do you have something to add yep no i agree okay uh prediction bot this will be
2: goldberg's longest match of all time lasting three minutes
0: (laughs) minutes. wait what did he say at the end i have friends (laughs) what did you say prediction bot at the end well Ashley
2: wins. Oh, Lashley wins.
0: Lashley wins. I thought he said this would be Goldberg's longest match ever, clocking in at three minutes. I have friends. So I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Is he getting defensive because we we mocked him for his Colin Firth obsession? I don't have friends. Oh. You oh. have family? Nope. Nope. <laughs> uh Nikki ASH versus Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair for the Raw Women's Championship. Gonna be a banger. Nikki is going to retain. I um, am at the same point for you. Um, I think Nikki is going to, and not just because we interviewed her. Uh, I think she's going to really elevate her game, quote unquote, in this match. We're going to see a new side of her because she's up against Rhea Ripley, who's all about her brutality, uh, and, and Charlotte Flair, who will do almost anything to win. You know, it doesn't you know lie, cheat, steal, except. Uh, she's not a Digaro. No, she's um, a flair. She's a flair. Same so thing. So she'll she'll woo and figure four leg lock and slap. It's not as catchy. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much think that Nikki ASH is gonna win this out. I mean, it's no matter who wins the raw women's champion. Well, for the most part, no matter who wins the raw women's championship, it's gonna be great. The match is gonna be great, and the aftermath will be fine. I personally don't want the title back on Charlotte Flair. But that's because I like Charlotte Flair when she better when she doesn't have the title. Um, She's kind of the character just works better without a title right now. When she has a title, I'm tired of the really super cocky like Charlotte Flair champion. Uh, Prediction bot, what do you uh, got?
2: I'm out of here. I have a dinner to get to. Nikki wins.
0: All right. Uh, Bye, prediction bot. Prediction bot's. He doesn't have. He said he doesn't have friends. Who's he going to dinner with? I mean, you don't always have to go to dinner with friends. You could just go to dinner. Can you, though? Roman Reigns versus John Cena for the Universal Championship. (laughs) I'm uh, pumped for this match. Yeah. Uh, This is Uh, Cena and Roman Mm -hmm. uh, have both been straight up fire uh, this time, which is in contrast to their last feud in which Cena promoed circles around Reigns. Yes. Reigns has held up his end of the bargain in a big, bad way this time. Well, also John Cena has made some very convincing arguments for why he will become a 17 time universal champion. I love that he that he just flat out said, Roman, you're going to beat me up. I'm not going to beat you up. You're going to beat me up. You are the powerful one in this this dynamic. I just need three seconds. That's it. That's such a smart, fun way to approach this. Yeah, he's not out to punish Roman Reigns. He's not out to physically dominate Roman Reigns. He's not out to hurt Roman Reigns. He just has to get him down for three seconds and then walk away, and that's it. I love that. I love like yeah. I that is a, that is a tactic. I wish more wrestlers would play. I like. I wish more wrestlers played around with that idea. I think that just shows that. I mean I don't know who's writing for Cena or Cena's doing this on his own but like that's it, it's smart on Cena's part to kind of play it off the way he's playing it off like it shows that like Cena can evolve a lot more than people give him credit for absolutely and I really really like the the route that Cena's gone since he's returned yes he's still kind of John Cena but this is like a smart strategic John Cena which I don't think we've really gotten a lot of that from him. Um, I mean, cause he's just, he he's the opposite of Roman reigns at the effort for this match, which is perfect. Cause you're kind of having these like opposites collide uh, summer slam bout, which I'm super duper into. So I'm, I'm excited for this. I think it's going to be Roman reigns still. Um, because I kind of love the story of people like coming in to fight Roman reigns. Cause like I'm a dominant champion, no one can beat me. And so someone special comes in to fight him and gets beaten. Because um, the Roman Reigns stuff for me has not gotten old by any means yet. It hasn't no. lost any of its flavor. So I think they should just keep playing this. Keep Roman as champion. This, this is where we're going to differ, Matt. Yep. I don't know who's going to win this match. What I do know is what's going to happen after this match. Big E is cashing in and becoming WWE Universal Champion. Okay. It's happening. Like like that. that, to, that is... So Like for a long time I thought, ooh... First of all, giving Cena the 17th world championship, that is a fun idea that put that makes him the the winningest, quote unquote, winningest world champion of all time. Someone of his stature and his history, like and especially his status within WWE, Mm -hmm. that makes perfect sense. But Cena also has to go off and shoot a movie so he could win that 17th world champion immediately get cashed in on by Big E. And now Biggie's the world champion. And then we get Biggie Roman Reigns, which. And then we get Biggie. Likewise, Roman could retain, be utterly depleted by his match with Cena. Cue Biggie coming to the ring. Biggie is the new champion. So like when it comes to predictions on who is going to win Roman versus Cena, I don't know. I actually like I've thought about this so much and I can see it going either way in to the point where like I don't feel comfortable choosing one or the other. Yeah, I do, however, feel comfortable declaring that I think we're going to end the night with Big E as universal champion, though. Um, I'm going to continue with Roman, but I would also like to see. I'd love to see Big E. I don't know. And we're going to add one more match to this um, because we are most likely getting Big E versus Baron Corbin. Uh, I hope for the love of everything that's good in wrestling. The stipulation is not Whoever wins gets the money in the bank contract. That should that be Big ease That period. doesn't make sense. It's bad enough that the Miz won his in a trial last yep. year. Like you uh, uh, Baron Corbin stealing it. I, I've talked about this on Twitter a little bit. Baron Corbin stealing it for his character is brilliant. I love the idea that Baron Corbin's like in such a gutter and such a rut. He's like, well, I could steal this money in the bank thing and then I'll get a contract. But there needs to be a point on this week's Smackdown where they say that's not how this works. You cannot do that, which then again will make him dig his own hole even deeper, which it will help his storyline more than anything else. You cannot have Baron Corbin keep this contract. Um, I do not want there to be a stipulation where the match between Big E and Baron Corbin, which again has not yet been booked. Mm -hmm. There should not be a stipulation where the winner gets that contract. Mm -hmm. It should just be like Big E fighting Baron Corbin because Baron Corbin stole something from Biggie. Yeah. Agreed. And that's a match I would love to see. I want to see Baron Corbin constantly failing. And I love Baron Corbin. It's the best storyline in SmackDown right now. Sorry to everybody else. Uh, I want to continue to see it go, you know. Yeah. I would love to see King of the Ring come back and Baron Corbin go out the first round to like a real underdog. Like that's how far (laughs) I want this to go. Um, so I would be picking Biggie for that match if it exists. I, I I'm pretty sure we're getting it. Yeah. I I uh at least a kickoff. I think you're right. Anyway, those are our predictions. Let us know what you think somewhere on the internet. Yeah, let us know on the internet. Like when you rate and review us on Apple Podcast app, give us five stars. Um that is it for this week. We'll be in neck. It's next week with something. Um, I think we have it planned. I don't remember. Um, I guess that will just bring us to our final words for this week. Chris, you got any final words? Doink the clown. See you next week. Thanks for listening to WrestleBuddies. We hope you had at least almost as much fun as we did. Go ahead and rate and review us on the Apple Podcast app. You can email us questions at WrestleBuddies at GameSpot.com or... Find us over on Twitter at Russell Buddies. I am at Chris Hayner. He is at I'm Matt Elfring. See you next week.